welcome to the latest edition episode, in fact, of Dystopian Hot Dog. With me, Marvin Dickinson. And me, Tam Ryan. It's us two again. It's never anyone else. No. Just us two. You don't need anyone else. No. It's just a formulaic <clears throat> introduction that we do. Everyone knows what we're going to say, I think. But Yeah. Yeah. We When we set out on this, we thought, mm. look at all the guests we could get on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did have that yeah. chat. And we're we? a year in, yeah. and it's just us two. Not one guest. Not one guest. No guest. No effort, mate. No strides taken to, to get a guest involved. No. Sometimes we've written down the guests. Yeah. And then done nothing about that. Remember, afterwards. I wrote down Warwick Davis once. I thought he would be... A good guest on here. People know him. Got the great balance of uh, humour and humility when I've seen him. Yes. I think you would have humility if you if you were his stature, wouldn't you? Mm. You can't go around being... Well, not always, pal. But, I mean, we talked about Vern Troyer. He was... Oh, yeah, he was he's a... a very angry man. A, a bastard? Did we call him a bastard? I called him a bastard, yeah. It was unsubstantiated and it's personal thing really. and he's dead now he's a dead bastard dead. he's gone now little dead bastard no but there are angry dwarfs mate oh. angry angry dwarfs what so they don't all they're not all strolling around drenched in humility I'll give you an example Big oh. Mick Big Mick ironically named yeah we're getting that uh, he was in the show that I did at Christmas and uh, he's a lovely guy lovely lovely guy very old school right hang on what, what does an old school dwarf how does an old school dwarf behave very much like Bernard Manning. Right, okay. Yeah, like it, it even talked a bit like it. It was almost like a sort of miniature tribute yeah. to Bernard Manning. So when we say old school, yeah. he's, he's got some old-fashioned views. Yeah, I suppose that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. 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 Example of Big Mick's old-fashioned views. Walked into a dressing room. Uh, there's a black guy based in Liverpool but raised in America playing the, 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 the storekeeper in Elf. And he, he talks like that. He's got such a deep voice. He's like a real love machine. Big mix there. I'm making a brew in a communal dressing room, almost a green room. They're talking about humour and how humour's changed through the decades. And Big Mick turns to Joe Spear, big thick set American black dude, and says, The problem is, Joe, uh, it's that racist gags, they're just not funny anymore. And the kettle clicks at that precise moment. And I thought, I wish I had some fucking popcorn right now. Yeah. Joe Spear slowly turned his head. He's cool as fuck, Joe Spear. Yeah, he's cool. And he turns around to me and he says, Mick, they were never funny. And I thought, well, that's closed him off. Yeah. No. No. In fact, that's going to that's gonna set him off. Big Mick turned around and went... Oh, no, you're wrong, Joe. Some racist jokes were very funny. Oh, fantastic. In fact, I'll give you an example of three now. No, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. He said they're not funny. Yeah. He's, that's not him inviting you to prove him wrong. No, exactly. So Mick's misinterpreted this in a world of innocence. Yeah. Which is what is is framing this whole scene. Oh. So, so, Mick, <laughs> so Joe's gone, I'd prefer it if you didn't tell me the racist jokes. And he went, oh, no, no problem at all. Well, I tell you what, I'll wait till you're out the room. <laughs> God bless you, Big Mick. But, but I, very quickly about Big Mick as well. We're all talking, sitting again in a dressing room situation. He's reading a paper away to our, our right. And we're, all, we're talking about lesbianism. Is I don't it, know how it's come round. And but, big, I'm, I'm guessing at this stage that Big Mick has got an opinion on it. Well, Big Mick is sort of removed from the conversation and he's into his paper like that. Is it a broadsheet? Is it a telegraph? <laughs> is, the, is the paper bigger than Mick? 
<laughs> it doesn't have to be a broadsheet. I'd like to. I'd like the idea of broadsheet-sized dwarfs. That's the standard. <laughs> get get on the phone. Get on the phone. We need a dwarf bigger than a broadsheet. Because Big Mick's also the agent. Because that's the only voice we can do. Uh, yeah, these days. That, that is that is the voice. So the lesbian chat starts. Lesbian chat starts, and we're all chipping in about lesbianism. It's not uh, very forward-thinking. Yes, and then Mick lowers his paper and says this. Sutty's topping at Wolverhampton. <laughs> but you know, but a, a bastard of a dwarf. <laughs> in a nice way, in a nice way. Oh, I think he'd appreciate that. Yeah, I would. I think he would because, oh, do you know, it's just one of these people who hasn't, Evolved. And that was my words, not Tam. I've never met you, Big Mick. No. I don't know if you're listening to the podcast. No, I mean, you, you are a bit of a bastard, but you're a very lovable individual yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Because, because, and again, we go on about these terms, but to be a lovable bastard, yeah. that's, to, that's so many steps above being just a wanker. Yeah, of course I, it I, is. I would never call Big Mick a wanker. No, because he's, he's, not, he's not a wanker. He's not a wanker. No, he's not a wanker. He's, he's, just, a, he's a bastard. Yeah. Lovable bastard. Yeah. You know, he's just got a few worldviews that perhaps aren't as accessible in 2019. But that's, you know, that's Mick. There you go. Tales of Big Mick. So, Marv, we should stop talking about side issues and just concentrate on the greatest ever sporting final that we witnessed yesterday yeah. you from start to finish me not as much as i wanted to because of work reasons well you had a fucking nightmare let's not let's not mess about with it mate yeah, you I had did, a nightmare but yeah it it's the greatest sporting event that has ever taken place well, and that's a big statement no no it's bigger than anything mate anything oh anything the moscow state circus but, mate it's bigger than anything that moscow's ever produced Wow. This is bigger than the Kremlin. Bigger than the Kremlin. And I don't know why they've not said that no. on the news. Because <laughs> I think I think lots of sports should be compared to the size of political institutions yeah. like the Kremlin. Yeah. You can you can also chuck in like um, religious places like the Taj Mahal. Okay. The Olympics bigger than the Taj Mahal, yeah. for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's not get bogged down. No, because we could go on for hours. In comparing <laughs> the yeah. size of sporting events. <laughs> With institutions. No, you're right. But this was just fucking massive. And I, I'm genuinely struggling to come to terms with what's happened, really. Well, Marvin, uh, you f- you phoned me this morning, didn't you? Around about yeah. ten past nine, which I was appreciative of because I'd yeah. had about four and a half hours sleep at that point. Yeah. Uh, and you told me how you were, your your emotions were fraught. You, you were still... In fact, I think you burst into tears on the I phone. I did when I started talking about it. Yeah. I was... Um, you're still not right. You've I'm come not, around I'm to not, my house. I'm very skittish. You're skittish. You're reticent. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've got no conviction in what I'm doing because my world has been changed by what happened yesterday. Yeah. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there who feel the same. If, if you don't know what we're talking about... We're not on about Love Island. No. We're it's on about... Cricket World Cup final. The Cricket World Cup final. Which, in fact, I mean, it, it's been said now that uh, you add in Lewis... Lewis, <laughs> Lewis? Lewis. That's Chris Eubank saying Lewis. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton's... Record-breaking uh, sixth victory at the British Grand Prix. He's a prick, by the way. I don't want to talk about him. Hamilton. Yeah, not having him. Okay, all right. I'm not. No, I've, I've got. I, I don't like him. Where, where did he turn up with his dog? Was it like? Was it um, 
was it Sports Personality of the Year or something like that? He turned up with his dog. He and did he turn up with his dog. Out. Yeah, yeah. Who turns up with the dog? To, to Sports Personality of the Year. Don't turn up with your dog. What, anywhere? No, to Sports Personality of the Year. Okay. What if everyone turned up with the dog? Yeah. What what makes him think he's so special? Mm. What you know you know they, they do it in the arenas these days, don't they? Twenty thousand people. Right. What if everyone turned up with a fucking dog? Yeah. Okay. Imagine the nightmare. What makes Hamilton think he's so special? Is this is this the the one thing that you've got against him? The fact he brings his dog to big sporting events like that or it, celebrations. It tipped me over the edge with him. Oh, so that was just the tip of the. I ice didn't realise how angry I was with him. Okay. Till this. So, so that's not the foundation of your of this irrational it, hatred. This was this was the straw that broke the camel's back for I me understand. with Hamilton. I understand. It was a lot of building up. It was um it was the diamond earrings. Yeah. It was the it was the way his his, his manicures his face. Okay. And um, it was the way, it, and it, he lives in Monaco. I know he does. Yeah. He's a tax exile. Yeah. So yeah. there's all these things. All these things. Because he's a bit of a fashion icon now, isn't he? He's got his own line in in. in in clothes and he never I, I just feel like he's the most disingenuous guy I might be I'm probably completely wrong on all this mm, but I can only go with the perception that I'm faced with I just don't like him no I'm well I think we're getting that I just don't like him I mean it's you're not on your own are you it's and quite people fawn over him he's quite a polarised figure isn't he in the news because <clears throat> but in many ways I think the media have, have rather vilified him do you like him I'm not saying I like him I'm, but I, I haven't developed this kind how of how can you like him but, well, I I'm really on the front foot now. I mean, I didn't know about the dog situation. Uh, Turned up with his dog to the sports personality here. Thinks he could just waltz in with his dog. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll have to reevaluate. But I, I'm fairly ambivalent towards him. But, I mean, you're saying he's disingenuous. But what if that's actually him and you just don't like the way he is? Well, that, well, that, that, that doesn't change my opinion. I don't like him. Wow. Yeah. But good, good driver, though. <laughs> <laughs> and if it all went tits up for him uh, he's, he's, I would happily you know have him driving the Uber that I get him to yeah oh yeah well I think that's probably what he's going to retire to isn't he when well, he leaves Monaco it's it's the natural thing to go to yeah. after you've after yeah. you've made your millions in that yeah just, because you can work whatever you, hours you want it's flexible yeah, being an Uber driver yeah. and you still get to do the driving yeah because one thing about him that he is good at yeah. is the driving I wonder if he's considered it Maybe we should tweet or something and just say, look. We're on about, yeah, we're on about getting people on for the podcast. Yeah. He can go on the list with Warwick Davis yeah. and Linda Nolan. You're going to be furious with him though, aren't you? Well. Your line of questioning <clears throat> is going to be very aggressive and it could get uncomfortable. What will, what will help is if he doesn't turn up with his fucking dog. Okay. Leave the diamond earrings out. Don't turn up with them in. Yeah. Leave the dog at home. I'm surprised you've got an issue with him wearing diamond earrings. I think, do you know what? Again, I've picked Quite a humble, accepting man, generally. Uh, Yeah. It's any kind of bling on sportsmen. Didn't you, I remember you sticking up for Raheem Sterling once because he was kind of vilified in the press by going around, uh, you know, flashing his image with his bling. But he's not a wanker. Okay. (laughs) Has he got a dog? I don't think he even has a dog. And I'll tell you what, there's no way that Raheem Sterling, from what I can tell, would Mm. turn up with a dog. To an award it's ceremony. It's largely dog-based, this, isn't it? You're, I'm living good. about Hamilton with the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good driver. He wins races. I've seen him. Win, I've read about him winning races. Yeah. He even wins the world titles. He does. But if he picks you up from Manchester Airport, he's got a cockapoo in the back of his of his Mondeo. Just then, imagine, mate, what you're going to well, do. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I don't think I'd mind that. 
<laughs> I don't mind him having a dog in the Uber when he picks me up from Terminal 3. Okay. I've had, I've had a holiday. Yeah. I've had a nice time. Yeah. I know that Lewis Hamilton is going to drop me back off in Preston. Mm. I've got an hour with him. Yeah. So it's not too long that he'll get, he'll get on me tits. Okay, so you're welcome in this situation. If the dog's there, the dog can be a lubricant between us. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa where, where have you taken this? <laughs> no, I don't mean what? that we're going to... No, we're not... You're not going to... We're not going to bomb each other. No, and use the dog as a lubricant. We're not going to use You're going to have to melt him down. Cockapoo yeah. as a lubricant. It's a hot... It's hot when he's picked us up. I'm not gonna bomb okay. because at the moment I don't even like him. I'm no. not attracted well, to him. Well, that would be an angry session of bumming. Wouldn't it it? would be a really, really angry, angry session of bumming with a cockapoo shag. just looking at you. Yeah, yeah, staring at me. Yeah, with with the intent because he knows what his owner is capable of hmm. on a racetrack. His owner has been reduced to getting bummed by an actor come kids entertainer near Horwich. <laughs> In an Uber. In an Uber. No. So if he brings the dog for the Uber journey, yeah. then that's fine. It can act as a lubricant for the conversation mm-hmm. or the bumming. I think it's just turning up to award ceremonies, tip me over the edge with him. Mm-hmm. He might be a nice guy. He's a good driver. What can I say? He's a good driver. He's a good driver, yeah. So that's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, so I think basically that's that, that's the cricket summed up then. That's all we wanted to say about the cricket, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, you pulled me up on Hamilton because I, and then of course it was the Wimbledon final. We started by saying it was, well, I start by saying it was the possibly the greatest sporting day. Oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, in in my lifetime, I can't remember a better one. Yeah, greatest ever Wimbledon final. Uh, yeah. Well, I've heard that the quality of the tennis wasn't great for three sets, but I've played tennis and I sometimes think, oh, that wasn't bad. Mm. So I don't think... Well, if, have... if you are the yardstick, you in Preston Park, yeah. then the quality was was fairly decent. Yeah, but, but for these pundits to say the quality wasn't that high for the first three sets, mm. I'm betting that because it was Djokovic playing Federer, yeah. and between them, I think they've got 35 grand slams, something like that. I bet the quality was quite high. Mm. Really? Mm. Mm. Really? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I was sort of flicking to and from uh, cricket just to... Well, I was mainly watching the cricket, but then I kept flicking just to sort of check in because I do like the final Wimbledon as well. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Djokovic. Oh, have you? Yeah. Now, I won't go as far as to say he's, he's like Hamilton because he's not. Oh, for, here we go. So he's not. But, but he's not, he's not likeable though, is he? But why do you like Djokovic? I think for that very reason... That, ah, right. that the whole centre court was giving it Roger, Roger. Yeah. And it was getting on my nerves a bit because I thought, well, hang on a minute, give him a bit of respect. He's yeah. number one. Federer's 37. Fantastic player. What a champion. Incredible. Good looking geezer. He's got it. Oh, he's given a lot of charity of his money away to charity to in, in the third world, hasn't he? What? Djokovic has. No, no, no. Federer has. Oh, sorry. I thought, right. Yeah. So, so, so Federer's a good looking lad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Djokovic looks like he's had his face squashed together in some kind of clamp. And he's never looked tired. Have no. you noticed that? He plays these huge games, mm. these five setters that go on for four or five hours. He never looks tired. Yeah. Why is that? Well, is he is he It's because he's he's a tuned athlete. Again, you're comparing him to what you do on the park in Preston. Yeah. And there is 
there is an ascension there between your level of fitness and the Wimbledon champions level of fitness, I would suggest. I did a kids party the other day in Newton the Willows. Oh yeah. Pretty hot in there. Yeah. And the sweat that I had doing the breakaway one bit that I do, I, I saw a little bit of sweat come into my eye. Okay. It's horrible that. Yeah, in front of five year olds. And yet Djokovic can do all that and not get out of sweat, not get out of breath or out of sweat or get sweaty. <laughs> now, is this because he's from Eastern Europe? Are they still up to stuff? I'm <laughs> Because he doesn't swear, because he's got the mashed head that you say. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying. He's, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's sure. a robot. No, but are you are you suggesting that? I'm suggesting that he's a throwback to when the Eastern Europe behind the Iron Curtain they will go to any lens to succeed at sport. Uh huh. Because like with the space race, okay, it used to be like sport was like um, brought identity to the country. Yeah. I'm not saying he is a robot, but it wouldn't surprise me if it came out if down it, the if line... If he fell over... ...that Djokovic is, is a robot. Right. So if he fell over and his head sort of came apart and a spring popped out, like, you know, Metal Mickey from the from the early yeah. 80s. anything like that, Inspector Gadget, anything like so that. So what we should do then, we should get someone to cut him. Who can we... Big Mick... Mick could do it. Little Mick. Is it Big Mick? I bet it's Big Mick because it's, it's based in irony. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Big Mick with a Stanley knife. No one's expecting a dwarf to be an assassin. No. For a start. Not at all. We can probably smuggle him in under a raincoat. On, or a broadsheet. Or a broadsheet. So I'm thinking raincoat, broadsheet. That's pretty much the get up on yeah. the flasher. But yeah. regardless, we'll get Mick in to centre court next year. Yeah. We'll sneak him down there. Because yeah. I imagine he... If we tell him he's from the Eastern Bloc, he's going to have some fairly strong entrenched opinions about him anyway. Yeah. He'll have no bones about no. just, just nicking but, him. But he might get on well because in the Eastern Bloc... Oh, there's an element of racism. There's an element of racism. Mm. Every time England play there, be it Serbia, Montenegro... Well, look, they can have a cordial chat, but as long as the end of it, he goes to shake his hand, but he's actually got a little blade on his forefinger and he just nicks him. And if blood comes then this operation has failed. Yeah. If a spring pops out of his head, we know once and for all, Novak is a robot. Yeah. At least part robot. Yeah. And even his name, Novak Djokovic. Yeah. All the sounds, all those harsh sounds suggest robot to me. Novak Djokovic. Yeah, you're Mod- right. Model yeah, sounds to like be yeah, program. Come in, report your latest. And actually, everything about his tennis game suggests robot. I think... You're he's got on, no flair. You're onto it. He just he's a he's just a returner. Doesn't give up. Yeah. He gets the ball back. He's not a flashy player. Yeah. Look at he's his a, co- look at his coaching entourage. I thought you were going to say look at his cock. <laughs> look. Well, does he have a cock? Well, he's got a metal cock. Well, but why does he need a cock? Because he can't reproduce. He doesn't urinate. He's a fucking robot. So he's cockless. He's he's a cockless robot. I can't see that chant going at centre court. <laughs> It's no wonder they were cheering for Federer. Me, He's a cockless fucking Eastern European robot. Me, you and Big Mick were there under the broadsheet. We could get that chant going. Easy. You're a cockless Eastern European robot. That's not working. No, that's not working. That's not working. Well, although the, the lack of rhythm and any sense of timing <laughs> yeah. was quite robotic. Yeah. So that And that, if you did that, that might be like a hypnotic chant... To his circuit boards. So he might... He malfunctions. He we, don't need to, we don't need to cut him. Fucking hell. Mick, put your blade away. 
put the blade up, but by this time, Big Mick wants yeah. blood. Yeah. So he's just hacking at people <laughs> in the audience. We've got a bloodbath on our hands. We just fucking move slightly away from it. Yeah. Go and stand near Prince Andrew we, in the royal box. Yeah, we need a distraction. Yeah, because we? we know Prince Andrew will be the distraction. We'll all point at Prince Andrew. Because all fingers are pointing at him eventually anyway, because we know what he's been up to. Yeah. Unsubstantiated, but yeah. we know. Mm. And we just leave Mick to it. Leave so, Mick to it. Yeah. And, all, and also, but we would have to be careful though, mm. because if Mick does kill too many people on centre court, that might distract from Djokovic being rumbled as a robot. Yeah, so I'm imagining as well, he's going to have helpers. Someone's covered him up once the first springs popped out yeah. of his ear. Yeah. And he's been smuggled off, hasn't he? He's been put inside the bag with the rackets. We don't even know mm. if there's only one Djokovic. There no. could be fucking 200 yeah, Djokovic's, could mate. Be. I've got it all wrong about Djokovic. You're a robot, we're on to you, and we're sending Mick. We are on to you? Mm. Djokovic, Hamilton, these... Bastards yeah. of modern sports. You've convinced me. Have you oh. noticed? I was a Hamilton fan and a Djokovic fan yeah. at the start of this podcast. Now, I have literally seen the light. I'm, I'm good, mate. Good. Big Mick behind bars in here this time next year. Mick won't be around. But, you know, his legend will live on. Of course it will. It will be serialised in all sorts of odes to criminology. I'm imagining Channel 4 might do a documentary on him. Uh, there, there'd need to be a catchy title. Yeah. Dwarf killer on centre court. Racist. Well, he's a racist as well. We could chuck that racist. into it. Racist. We'd have to make sure that, that the Williams sisters aren't about when yeah. it takes place because if he's start, as he's hacking at people and he's he'll he be starts, distracted. He'll, yeah, because he'll just want to go up to them yeah. and say, Yeah, girls. Have you heard this one? Yeah. A Jew, a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, he will do that. And a Hindu walking down centre court. And there's nothing we'll be able to do about that. No. And he'll be there for 20 minutes doing yeah, his yeah, routines. Yeah. But, but he's so good, he's, yeah. ha- he's still hacking people to death whilst doing the gags. <laughs> that's what sets him apart. <laughs> so so that's that's a, a glimpse into a dystopian um, future, which I guess that's what we're about. We're that's, a dystopian hot dog. Mate, that's what we are. And once again, I think we've perfectly summed up the cricket which Abs- is what we plan to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. They weren't going to invite us on TMS podcast with Tuffers and Vaughn, weren't they? <laughs> but because we wanted to push the Hamilton Djokovic storyline, they said, perhaps not, lads. Yeah, just do it on your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. stick to your own sort of like uh, genre of, of bullshit. <laughs> their choice, their choice. Yeah, their loss. So the cricket. <laughs> so the cricket. But before that, the netball. <laughs> no, so, so for the cricket, though, mate, you weren't um, here. No, uh, no, mate. I was stuck in Great Yarmouth, which is... Which could be nice. Was it nice? Never nice. No, no. Have you, have you been to Great Yarmouth? No. I mean, the standard joke is it's the biggest oxymoron since Microsoft works. Is that a joke? Which, it's a sort of joke. It's not a joke in Yarmouth. But a, a, any... any um... Any place that starts off with the word great at the beginning. Which is a massive statement. Big statement. It's a massive brag. It's a massive brag. But yeah, I was in Yarmouth because I had to do some work of sorts. And it's just clashed with the, the greatest sporting Sunday in the history of the world. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. I'm no. stuck in a caravan. I've watched the middle overs just as Butler and Stokesy were sort of settling in uh, on the run to chase. 
it was pointing towards a close finish. Nobody knew how close it was going to get. I mean, to ridiculous Roy of the Rovers lens. Yeah, Jason Roy of the Rovers. I'd Jason say. Roy of the Rovers. Jason yeah. Roy of the Rovers. Yeah, I think I think you didn't probably have to slow it down. I think the joke was implicit. It's a good joke, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a brilliant joke. <laughs> it's it's brilliant. Certainly joke. better. I'm just allowing it to hang there because yeah. we've seen champagne super over. Yeah, all which that sort of stuff. Well, you know, David Lloyd has coined that phrase in commentary many times has he but they're still running with it so the hacks have just gone we'll have that we'll take no ownership no one's done Jason Roy of the Rovers yeah yeah no it's one it's a good no, one no, yeah no, no one's done it no and uh, I can't think of a reason why I, I've done it three times on here and uh I'm just allowing you, the listener, to recompose yourself because uh, yeah, take, I'm taking comedy to a new level, really. No, you've you've certainly done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so you were in you're in Great Yarmouth. Yeah, not great. No, it's not great. And you're in a you're in a caravan. Mm. So what? How was your life ended up being in a caravan in Great Yarmouth mm. on the day England finally win the cricket world? Well, Cup? I'll not bore you with all the details, but effectively, I've got a game show that I'm doing. I'm trying to to sell right. uh, to a various client, and I was performing it to a Holiday Park audience to see if it kind of worked. Right. I didn't want to be doing any of it. No. As you can sense by my tone. And also, that I was forced into the situation where my mind was elsewhere. Yeah. But I had to pretend that I was fully immersed in stage presenting. Where, uh, and, you know, it was just a... It was just... It was a... I, my, it, well, I wasn't there. I wasn't in it. I wasn't no, in the moment. You, you were thinking about um, what the lads were up to. Yeah. Stokesy. Mm. And Butler. And, you know, it was so, the, the, so many moments. So anyway, I drove back from Norwich that night. I was very tired. That's a nice drive, isn't it? Norwich to Blackpool. Absolutely not. <laughs> Build a fucking motorway. On a Sunday night. Norwich, they don't bother with the motorways, are they? Not bothered, they? They're no. not bothered, mate. They're not bothered. Well, they don't want to go anywhere. No. They, they have the ultimate, you come to us approach to life yeah. don't they I think that's the yeah. motto of East Anglia yeah. even the land can't be bastard getting up it's that's, just flat as fuck that's, that's going to be the first thing when when the seas rise yeah. we, we lose East, Ang- East Anglia don't we Yeah, that's well, the first to go well and then the polar bears will swim ashore because the polar bears have yeah. swum down haven't they yeah they have stage. So, so maybe that that whole eastern side of up to Lincolnshire will be inhabited purely by polar bears yeah. who've survived the apocalypse. And and in, in a place like Boston, where, you know, big Brexit vote, even though a lot of the people driving the economy there are Polish from far afield, because that's what they need. They need people from far afield to work in the fields, see what I did, oh, and that that's... drives the economy. Yeah. What? And they're humans and they've got a problem with it. Are they going to be okay with the polar bears turning up, wanting to do the carrot picking, spring onion bundling... That sort of thing. How are polar bears going to do that? that well, have they evolved? They are very good at pawing things, aren't they? Have you seen them with the paws yeah. in, going into the water under the ice? Yeah. But it's whether they can apply that pawing mo- motion into the soil. Right. Oh, are they fruit picking? They're fruit picking. They might be carrot picking. Um, they're going to be. They're going to struggle with a carrot. Because you're promoting your game show out there in Great Yarmouth. Will they be able to work within the? Holiday camp, do the do the quiz, the game show for you. Well, I don't know. There'd be seminars, wouldn't there? Yeah. Good luck to the polar bears. 
So this cricket. <laughs> this cricket. Yeah. Uh, this cricket. <laughs> so many things. I'm so fucking wiped out by it all, Tom. You are wiped out. Yeah. I mean, you're an emotional wreck. Like, I mean, you, you presented the analogy to me that you were a kid at the end of Christmas Day, just slightly overwhelmed. It probably had too many presents, too much chocolate. Yeah. I should have gone to bed an hour ago. Yeah. And now I'm bleary-eyed and I'm trying to open one more present that I've not quite got yet to yet. I'm trying to, I'm thinking about maybe opening another selection box. I'm all over the place. Mm. There's no aims. There's... I've been I've been slagging off Lewis Hamilton mm. with real vitriol. With as well. real vitriol, and I don't even know if I care okay. about it. Okay, you're quite an untamed animal today, which uh, which I'm I not feel, usually like this. No, I feel more like I'm your sort of handler rather than co-presenter. I feel almost like a life coach, stroke care worker. Yeah, that's just getting you through this emotional crossroads brought about by uh, an improbable game of of cricket. So many moments. When Bolt takes the catch in the Bolt deep. Bolt takes the catch in the deep. He steps on the rope. He's almost got a small smile when he's when the ball's entered his hand. He knows he's stepped on it, isn't he? But no, then, oh, no, oh no, does he catch it then step? He catches it, but the back foot. Yeah. And he had time to release that ball. So pivotal moments. Yeah. He seemed to keep hold of it a while. Guptal is there. Guptal's going. Put the World Cup in the, here. Yeah. Effectively, that I cradle my hands. Yeah. To, and Guptal, by the way, Martin Guptal, an improbably agile man. He looks he looks so lumbering because he's an imposing figure, Martin Guptal, the yeah. opener for New Zealand. Yeah. What agility and what speed between the wickets. Yeah. He's as agile as a cat. He's as fast as a cheetah. Yes. He's all those things, all those similes. Yeah. And uh, the catch against Australia at the backwards Incredible. square leg. There. Incredible. In fact, the standard of feeling generally in the whole tournament. Yeah. Absolutely sensational. But, but you're right, that moment, that was a moment. And usually the top players now don't fuck up in those moments. No. But this is pressure. This is the reason why I'm a gibbering wreck today. Yeah. They were the players in it. Imagine me if I'd have been a player there yesterday. Well, you, you, I think you would have fainted on the boundary. I might have died. Yeah. I might have died. We could have been dealing with it, talking about a death of a player yeah. if I'd you, have been there. You'd have been on the floor. Just as the ball was in the air coming yeah. towards you. Yeah. You've, you, you've seen it early. Yeah. You're in from the boundary road. Yeah. All eyes are on you. The yeah. crowd, Morgan beckoning. You're running towards the ball and suddenly you stop running yeah. and, and just pass out. You faint. I, well, I die. Or you die. You're face down. You're face down in the outfield. Yeah. The ball hits you on the back of the head. Yeah. I've died. I've died. And that's how big that cricket match was. Mm. It made me, in my imaginary version of it, yeah. die. That's right. <laughs> and I think, again... They've missed this bit in the analysis. How skittish am I today? Yeah, very skittish. It, but it wasn't mentioned. You're right. This bit wasn't mentioned. Pivotal moments. The Trent Bolt moment. There was. I don't think I've ever seen two balls together. Uh, you can make a carry-on film joke if you want there. That have provided so much drama. Because Stokes was desperate for a boundary. Probably a six. So he had to slog sweep it. And he hit a six. Yeah. Got us back in the contest. For a second. And then came the overthrows. Unbelievable. To see Stokes like that. But pure guts from Stokes in that last over. Pure guts. When he 15 to win. He was he, fucked. You look at him. He looks like you this morning. Yeah. He's, he's broken. 
He could have been the guy who died. Never mind me. Stoltz yeah. could have died there yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He was mentally but completely he, shot. He saw the first two balls of that last over. He smacks him straight to cover because Bolt gets him right up there in the block hole. Yeah, beautiful but he does, but, And he could have scampered singles, but he doesn't because he stands there and he says, yeah. this is on me, this. Yeah, and Adel Rashid's at the other end. He knows. Stokes yeah. is in. And Stokes is the man who knows he's got to be the one to he's do it. He's got to be the captain who guides the ship home. He then smashes the six, which brings it down to nine off four. Yes, I believe that's right. Not Yeah, two dot balls. No, nine off three. Nine off three. So he's still a big ask. So he's, he's thinking, I'm going to take the thrower on. Yeah. The ball comes in. And the overhead view of the action replay is Stokes flying through the air mm. with his bat. And the ball... Pings off his bat. The, the, almost the middle of his bat as well. Well, the, the joke was that it was the only one he really timed all day. Absolutely. And, but he's made his ground. Let's make that point. He, he, there was no run out there, was there? No, had, no, no. Had the ball hit the wicket. But the ball rebounded off the willow and went over the boundary. And I remember Simon Duell in commentary, like literally pulling out the rest of his hair going, yeah. I can't believe it. I've, have you ever seen anything like this? No. And the answer, Simon, was no! No. We've never, ever witnessed anything like no. that. We know that Djokovic is a robot. We know that Hamilton's going to be an Uber driver, but we've never seen this. Never. And never likely to again. No, and bigger it, than the Kremlin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so. And suddenly we only need three off two. And, and uh, in that position... You think everything uh, England are going to win in in the normal time here, but yeah, my goodness, there was a further twist, and then uh, you know bolts, and then they tied. They yeah. tied the scores, yeah, because Wood went for the second run. It was a brilliant decision, to, by yeah, the way, yeah. by Stokes. Well, Stokes had a decision to make then, didn't he, on that last ball? It was yeah. like, do I make sure I just get bat and ball, and we go like like the fucking win to try and get two, yeah. or do I try and smash the last ball and mm. just win? I think he took the right option. Oh, he go, unquestionably took the I'm right. I'm going to get bat and ball because yeah. if you swing and you miss, then you're never going to get the two, and you might be and you might be run out by the keeper. Yeah. And then it's all over then. Yeah. So you've got to get back on ball. You've got yeah. to at least take it to the super over. Yeah. And in fairness, Woods came out, Mark Wood effectively came out like he was prepping for a 100 metre sprint. He oh, ran yeah. out. Yeah. And then was just limbering up. He might as well have got down in the traps and just got ready to run. So they knew they had a clear I, plan. I was surprised that he's not come out dressed as an athlete. Yeah, a Seb Co. Yeah. With a full mask. Yeah, full mask. A Seb Co mask. With, with a number on, sponsored by Spa. Yeah. Like back in the day when the Athletics always sponsored by Spa. Yeah. Maybe took out Saeed Awita to run with him <laughs> to make sure that he, he, he's, he's as fast as Saeed Awita. And people will go, why has he brought out Saeed Awita? Because he's a 1500 metre meter runner. Surely he should have brought out Carl Lewis. <laughs> but people, but, but then Woody's just saying, I've chosen Awita. <laughs> And, and the other problem is that Wood hasn't spotted is that Awita is now 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not as nimble as he used He's to be. He's not as quick as he was in no. 83. No. Because that's 36 years ago. <laughs> but Mark Wood has failed to make this fairly basic observation. So if he had a, so if Mark Wood had taken out a proper runner... Even Mo Farah. If he'd have took out Farah, we might have not needed the super over. Yeah. So Wood would have got a bollock in. Yeah, so well done, Mark Wood. <laughs> Think it through next time. Yeah. But well, Bayliss has obviously given it his blessing. Yeah. You know, in, in the dressing room, yeah. they've brought Awita yeah. for the super over. But the thing over. is, if you've got him in the dressing room, yeah. you've got to use him. 
for weeks people have been asking why the fuck is Saeed Awita yeah. with the England team <laughs> and then Bayliss has just tapped his nose and gone just wait yeah just wait like, or as the Aussies always say uh, Aussie cricketers Aussie athletes always start off every answer with look look yeah look Saeed is with us because well it'll all become clear if there's ever well and I'm not even going to tell you anymore it'll all become clear and it did become clear it did become clear yeah, and then of course, super over. Fucking hell. Awita back in the pavilion. His job's done now. His job's done. He's failed, which everyone everyone knew really yeah. he would fail because he's because he's nearly sixty. He smokes a lot these days. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, and he's got you know he's got a few situations at home as well. <laughs> yeah, and so. this is why he's took jobs. He needs the money. Yeah, because he didn't put anything away. No, pension wise. Well, you think it's going to go on forever, don't yeah. you? Yeah, and, and Saeed Awita will learn a valuable lesson from this because. Have something to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Even open a pub, something like that. Yeah, but that was his problem as well because he did open a pub, but he forgot he lived in a Muslim country. Yeah. He, he spent so much time knocking about with Cram, mm. especially Cram. He well, got on well with Cram. Sunderland. Sunderland fan, working class lad. Yeah. Cram had said to him, "How yeah. Said, get yourself whom, aye, and open yourself a pub, aye, and um, and he did." He owned the pub. Yeah, in Islamabad. He, he, in Islamabad. He call, even called it the Cram and Co. Yeah, the Cram and Co. Tavern. The Cram and Co. Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> Selling mainly wheat-based ales yeah. uh, and a lovely selection of bar snacks. But the problem was, Marvin, as you say, in Islamabad, they're not going to go for that. Because he's a hero over there, mm. the bank backed him to the hilt. Mm. He's a national... It's like it's like over here, if Mo Farah wanted to set something up, the bank would back him because yeah. he's Mo Farah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Saeed Awita was never going to... He was never going to work out for him. And that's why he had to take the money when Trevor Bayliss and, and Wood came calling. Brown envelope, round the back. Yeah. On your way. And, and, and when, he gave, when he was given the brown envelope, I, Awita nearly turned it down because he saw that as a racist thing, using a brown envelope. He wanted a white envelope. He didn't think, he's thinking, oh, the English saying I'm not good enough for a white envelope. But, but it wasn't a racist envelope. No, no, no. And luckily, Big Mick, fresh from his assassin work at SW19. Yeah. Two lords, straight over there, was there saying, Said, Said, have you heard this one? An Islamabadi, a Pakistani, and a Bangladeshi. Look, Big Mick, what? Big Mick, look, look, just leave it there. And then Bayliss came in. No, but some of these are funny. No, just... Just eh? leave it there. Just leave it there, Mick. What? Mick, put the blade away. What? I, put, I need the fucking blade. And now you need the blade, mate, but just put it away. Saeed, Saeed. Saeed's crying now, mate. What? He's fucking crying, mate. Fuck, well, I haven't even told the fucker yet. Wait till you see the tagline. <laughs> anyway, this cricket, though, Marv. Yeah. Yeah, incredible finish. Bottle from Archer. Yes. Yeah. Because we've set them 15. And, and it was always going to be Stokes and Butler go out always. there. Always. Because Stokes is in. And this is how tough the track was. You know, a mate of mine texted me to say, oh, what a shit track for a final. It's a great track for a final. You need craft. You need guts on that track to yeah. make runs. Yeah. Even though Butler was going at a runner ball, he's tried to hit one that's not quite in the slot. And normally Butler just throws his hands through it. You know, bat speed usually does the job for Butler. But he got caught in the deep. In he deep got caught cover. in the deep, yeah. Because you were never quite in on that track. It uh, wasn't easy to bat on. No, no, no. Because, I mean, you look at the New Zealand card and they all had starts, but they yeah. didn't go on, did they? No, so, no. And no, that it, backs that up. Yeah. 
but yeah, Butler for me, one of, of the. Re- I mean, there's so many heroes in that England side, but uh, I think show me a better middle order pairing than Butler and Stokes in world cricket, at yeah. any form of the game. There isn't one. No, there isn't no. one. There's no better order than that pairing yeah. because they can do everything. They can build partnerships. They can pace in innings. They can dig in when they have to. They've got the, the sort of mental fortitude to do that. Contrasting they, characters as well, though. Very much so, which is what makes them that you know, like you know, Morecambe and Wise wouldn't have worked, would they? If it was two more, if it was Morecambe and Harry Hill, no, that would never have worked. If if and again, this is why Trevor Bayliss is so good because if he'd have tried to put Morecambe and Wise and a Morecambe and Wise equivalent out there, yeah, that's not going to work. No, but he's not stupid. No, he's always going to go. Butler and Stokes ahead of Josh Widdicombe and James Acaster. He's not going to go with two modern day comedians no, you're right. in the middle order, is he? No, he's not. No, no absolutely not. And Acaster and Widdicombe. No. Good at what they do. Yeah, but stick to that though. Yeah, yeah, stick yeah. Stick to that. Don't put yourself up for... And, and that's their agents who are doing that. Yeah. Because you know what the fucking... Eight, because... Oh, he's done. He's done great on this. Oh, let's get him on the panel shows. He's yeah. done great on that. Let's get him on Strictly. Mm-hmm. Let's get him in the World Cup final for cricket. In it's the a natural order. progression. It's isn't a natural it? progression. But Would these... I lie to you? Final of the Cricket World Cup. But Bayliss, enough nows to say no. A Caster. Yeah. A Caster. Um, Widdicombe. Um, you said Lee Mack was pecking to get in there yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Back off, Lee Mack. Yeah. You know, stick to fucking, stick to not going out. Because if he had gone out, he would have got out. Not going out. Yeah, the, the, they're all there, aren't they? Yeah, all the clues are there with Lee Mack. They're all there. You know, he's even done a show for years called Not Going Out. Yeah. Trying to tr- trying to get into the mind of the of the public to think that he's the guy to bat for yeah. him in the World Cup final. I'm not getting out. Not getting out. So he fucked up a bit with the yeah. title. Yeah. Clever, though. Yeah, very clever. Really under him. the ra- radar there from Mack. But, but Butler, have you heard Butler speak? He's very, very understated, isn't he? Understated, like an academic or something like that. Yeah, very or, much so. Yeah. And I think it, the calmness of his batting, almost, you can tell it's in his personality. Yeah. Almost like a little bit um, effeminate. And, and, and his face as well, a little bit like a, a raptor. <laughs> a raptor? A velociraptor. Yeah. Yeah, so he's an effeminate velociraptor. And they are rare. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never... Yeah. We've talked on this pod about sportsman you'd like to sleep with before not like to but if, you, if you're in a situation where you had to sleep as a heterosexual man with a sportsman Joss Butler would certainly be up there because he's got calmness he's got the elegance of a batsman mm. but the power as well if you're if you were, if you were going to get to a, a, a furious part of the lovemaking yeah. session <laughs> you, you'd unearth that and he brings in the bottom hand yeah Oh, good good night. The love session is not all going to be scoop shots. No. There's going to be some raw power and he's going to yeah. take you over mid-wicket yeah. at some point. He's, and he can, but he can do everything. He can nudge and nerdle it around. He can yeah. get the singles, yeah, i.e. Yeah. the foreplay. Yeah. But Nipples. like you say, he can pound you through cover. Yeah. He can, yeah, like you say, he, he will blast, he, he will blast you. He'll cause some damage. I mean, I'd, I'd take him as... A lover ahead of Ben Stokes, because I think that would just be utter carnage. I, I don't think I'd be walking for a week. No. Well, well, yeah, and I, th- I, th- I think, yeah, Butler would find that, that blend, that balance between, it would be a good lovemaking session. It would be, it would be intense mm. and it would be skillful and it would be powerful, mm. but Stokes would be, it would be aggressive. Brutal. 
It'd very be, brutal. It'd be brutal. And I think, you know, he's probably going to use the the bat as well. Yeah, he's, he'll, he'll twat you. The bats are going to be yeah. involved. So, uh, and, and I think he'll use the mainstay of the bat around the temple. Yeah. And he'll use the handle of the bat as an anal intruder. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and much, I, I take much more pleasure from watching Ben Stokes play cricket than I do at the thought of having sex with him. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Yeah. Me too. And well, I think we can speak for the majority. Fuck we can agree on that. Yeah. Because we've fallen out a bit over Djokovic earlier on. And... Well, no, you've brought me round, mate. You've brought yeah. me round to the robotic world of, of, the, of the Balkans. Yeah. Um, you've brought me round to Lewis Hamilton. Arrogance. The yeah. arrogance yeah. Of, the, uh, of taking his dog to award ceremonies. You're yeah. right. And, and I'll thank you for that, Marvin, because... Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even a dog-based award ceremony. If it was Crofts, fair enough. That's fine. Take your dog to Crofts. Because that's what Crofts is for. It's for your dog, Hamilton, you asshole. Yeah, don't start again, though. No, no, I nearly got one. Don't again, start again. Let's, let's let him go a bit. Yeah. But so, Stokes and, and Butler, so they've gone back out there for the Super Bowl. Yes, they have. And, and, and Stokes has smashed one over mid-wicket. For, was he, did he smash one over mid-wicket for six well, again? Or did he go uh, four? No, the first ball was, was they ran three. I'm pretty sure they yeah, ran three. Yeah, because it sort of scooped over backward point, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. And then... I can't even remember it. I, I know the, Butler hit the last ball for four. Which was crucial. That yeah. last... Because Bolt was... Again, bold some superb deliveries. Yeah. There and was no looseness. There was no margin for error. You watched it from... Um, from the onside camera, so it just showed how Butler so skillfully just scooped it over. Yeah. And again, this is what makes him such a great lover. It's just that he can find the gap. That's right. Because Bolt bolt on length. Yeah. He still swung his penis as hard as he could. Yeah. For for something that he shouldn't have, have no. been able to hit that far no. or manoeuvre around. And he found he found he found the rope, tied you up, finished you off. Yeah. Good, good and proper. Beautiful work. And then Joffre. Joffre's on the on the boundary, well, what, warming up to bowl. What are your first thoughts when you're seeing Joffre Archer coming out? As I, I mean, first, were you surprised by the selection? Yeah. Well, I was expecting Wokes. Wokes, Wokes, Hand, hands down, I was expecting Wokes. Mm. But they've gone Archer. And and to be fair, I've not watched as much of the te- of the um, Indian uh, IPL. Yeah. As I, as I should have done, really. And apparently, he does it. He's death bowler there all the time. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but so, not always successful. Because I watched a lot of the IPL. Yeah, and he's quite an enigma, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Joffre. So, but also, this game is bigger than the Kremlin. The IPL is the IPL. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's probably bigger than you know some places. Like it's probably as big as the Parthenon. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not as big as um, the pyramids. No, no, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. It's probably it's probably as big as the Parthenon and um, Stonehenge. Yeah, Stonehenge, if you will. Not not as big as uh, the pyramids or Cheddar Gorge, right? But bigger than Stonehenge yeah. and the Parthenon. Is Cheddar? How far is Cheddar Gorge up the scale? Oh, it's up there for me. Is it top five? <laughs> yeah, as world heritage sites. Cheddar Gorge. Cheddar Gorge. So to me, the places to visit yeah. are uh, Pyramids, yeah. um, Eiffel Tower, yeah. Grand Canyon, three. the Inca Trail. Oh yeah. Cheddar Gorge. In at five. Yeah, yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big, big thing. It's a big thing. <laughs> okay. So the IPL yeah. is not as big as Cheddar Gorge. Yeah, that's what that's we've established. What yeah, that's yeah, yeah. we'll end it there. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so Archer might have done it there. Yeah. 
but he's not done it in something that's as big as the Kremlin. <laughs> I understand, right. So that's a, it's a beautiful analogy. And he's just limping up in front of the fucking gorgeous yeah. pavilion at Lord's. Because yeah. he's still got, let's not forget, he's raised in Barbados. Yeah. He's still got the, we've spoken before about the uh, liberal feel that the West Indian-based cricketers take to coming onto the pitch and uh, just generally go about their cricket. Back. Laid back. Laid back. Laconic. He's yeah. even got the West Indian players chain that yeah. they like to wear. Yeah. He's got it all going on. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, he's a West he's a product of West Indies cricket. Well, yeah, well but he's, he but is. But he's but his father's English. Oh, I didn't know that. I think his father's English. Okay. And he came over here at 18. Now, I heard that he had some kind of bitterness towards the West Indian cricket team. Ah, board. Right. So, there's something in the backstory. I didn't ex- explore the story further than that, but well, I think we should explore it now. What what sort of things could it be? That he's got bitterness towards the West Indian cricket board. Have you ever followed Chris Gale on Instagram? Uh, no. Chris Gale on Instagram, plus our Chris Gale address, that Australian TV pundit at that time, when he basically oh, yeah. asked her for a number of Asked her, asked her, her for a date, yeah. There was a moral outcry. Yeah. He's from a different era to the young players mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I think Archer, he's more of a virtuous young player. I think Archer's problem with the West Indies was probably down to... Chris Gale wanting to groom him as the next shagger oh, I see. for West Indian cricket. Yeah. And he's gone against that and said, no, no, I'm in, t- I'm in the game, I'm not in that game. I'll be laid back like you lot. But I won't lay her back. I'll wear the necklace, but I'm not laying her back. Yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah, gotcha. Perhaps maybe there's, there's a deeper thing going on here. Yeah. They're having a dig at his refusal to sleep with female reporters of West Indian cricket. I think so. I think so. There's so many revelations today. Yeah. Djokovic is a robot. Yeah. Archer's not a shagger, but the West Indies were trying to make him into one. Yeah, and that's why he, he was not going to stay there. Hamilton's future lies in Uber. Yeah. With or without his dog. Cheddar Gorge is in the top five World Heritage sites. Joss Butler is an effeminate raptor, but a, a great shag. Great lover. Great lover. And, and if you run a pub chain... Don't get Sayed Awita to run your pub. Absolutely. The things we have found out today just yeah. by batting around. It so came, back to cricket. It came down to it that Archer's going to bowl the super over. First ball, wide. 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 Borderline wide. On the line. So, it's a, so he bowls a wide and then he bowls one in the slot that disappears for fucking miles. And everyone's surprised that Jimmy Neesham's been picked as a New Zealand batsman. He's been taken out there with Guptill. The agile, lumbering cat yeah. man. Yeah. But Nisham, yeah, left-hander, maybe left left. Well, they've got the left-right-hand combination. Yeah. He scored 40-odd runs, and he Nisham? Yeah, he batted quite well when he, he came did. in earlier on. And he's absolutely smashed that one. He smashed it. But then... And then poor they, ball from Archer. Let's, uh, let's get it yeah, right. Yeah, poor but, ball from Archer. But then, because obviously the first balls are wide, they've still got five left. Yeah, they And have. now, they only need nine. Yeah. Doable. And this at this stage, well, it's, I think, pro- it's more than do it's probable. Yeah, yeah, it, you're right. It's probable. The only thing that I'm clinging to is the fact that the England lads were going back out there to bat, having been fairly well in on that track in recent times. Obviously, Stokes was pretty much in. Mm. Butler had been in to some degree on that track mm. until an hour or so earlier. These lads hadn't batted for hours. No, I was just clinging to the fact that they're going fresh out onto that track. Yeah. Pressure pot of a situation. Yeah. They're, de- they're facing a bowler who is so virtuous, he's gone against all his, you know, the West Indian pressure to become a shagger. Well, I think he's still a virgin. 
and he's got the looks. He's got everything he needs. He's so got he the, could do. He's got the athleticism. He's got he's got lovers in the team to learn off. Yeah. Different types of lovers. Yeah. Stokes, the aggression. Role models all around him. Because Adil Rashid's a shagger. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Because look what he can do with his wrists as well. Yeah, that's The googlies, yeah. the wrongans. Oh, yeah. Imagine what he can do. Yeah. He's, well, you wouldn't know where it was coming from. Because he's only little. Mm. He's one of those who can just... <laughs> just goes. And you don't actually know what's happened to you. That's the sound. Much longer than that, though. Ages. But actually, you're, you're caught unaware. So you don't know what's happening no, to you at that point. No. You don't know where he is. No, exactly. You don't know where you're looking all around him and all you're hearing, you're getting pounded against the wardrobe. Yeah. Or the sideboard. Yeah. Yeah. On the table. Big mix looking on from his broadsheet with yeah. his knife, ready to finish her. Yeah. But yeah, you don't know where Rashid is. You know. Adol! Yeah. Adol! Yeah. Adol, you do it! I don't know where you are! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in and out and he's gone like a fucking cat burglar. And, and 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 not only will he have done that to you, you'll end up, you'll be leg before wicket as well. <laughs> He'll get you out at the same time as shagging you. That's how clever he is, you see. Yeah. yeah. Clever cricketer. Clever, clever lad. Anyway. So he's got all those different sex role models yeah, to learn from. But all he's concentrating on is getting his next ball right. So with two balls into the super over, his third ball, I think, goes for two. I don't okay. think it's a great ball. I think he's a bit... It was kind of in the slot and Nisha missed out. I remember him. I remember watching that, that over two remember. or three times. I can remember. Well, you were in a very heightened state of yeah, emotion. Yeah. I've had time. I've driven back from Norwich. It's half past two in the morning. I've watched it. I've rewound it. I've watched it. I've rewound it. You've watched it twice. Yeah. You've rewound it twice. Yeah. And then watched it. And, and you could argue that as you're rewinding it, I'm watching it You're backwards. watching it backwards. Yeah. So you've watched it four times, but in different directions and at different speeds. You know this shit inside out. Well, don't put that much pressure on me because I might have forgotten. Okay. Because remember, I'm still in a heightened state of emotion. Yeah. You've been to Great Yarmouth, where they are a place, that's a place in flux because they know that the polar bears are coming. Yeah. So carry on. Yeah. So, so, so his first four balls, they're, they're pretty poor balls to bowl. Now, I know it's a pressure situation, but he hasn't found his length. That, that hasn't seemed, to my eyes, to be much of a plan that he's bowling to the no, field that Morgan set. So I thought, I thought at that stage it's over. So he's bowled four pretty bad balls. He's got three balls left in a seven ball over. I think they need five from three. I can't remember, mate. I it's five or four from three. I mean, it's at this point you're thinking, it's gone this. Yeah. I know it comes down to them needing three from two and they take one. That's right. And then it's obviously two off the last ball. And this is the crazy thing. Now, that was a great ball because he bowled to a perfect length. And it was all about the length, that delivery. What, the, the penultimate ball? The, the final ball. Oh, the final ball, yeah. And he's cramped Guptil for room. He's cramped Guptil, yeah. Now, Guptil, now Nisham's faced five of the deliveries. Yeah. So this is Guptil's first delivery. He's got to score two to win. And he's not batted since 11 o'clock in the morning. That's right. It's eight o'clock now. So much has happened. No one knew Saeed Awita was going to feature. Now that was really a big good. surprise to everyone. And even Saeed Awita's nervous now. He's yeah. back in the dressing room. He can barely watch through his yeah. fingers. Yeah. Uh, he's got a tab on. So, uh, yeah, but Roy does the fielding. Yeah. Redemption for Roy. Because earlier in the match, his misfield led to the New Zealanders getting a second run when they should have had one. Yeah. 
And that'll be ticking away in his mind somewhere. So there's redemption there. Fine margins. Brilliant throw. It's brilliant. It's on the bounce. It's a pickup though. The pickup is probably the most important thing because yeah. they would have got to. Yeah. He's gone uh, up. Uh, and the mindset of the fielder before that last ball has to be it's so easy to go, don't come to me. Don't yeah. come to me. But you have to have the mindset, come to me. Yeah. I will win this game yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what the top players do, isn't That's it? That's totally right. That's totally right. And, and we've got we've got players like that. Yeah. Fair play to People Bayless, who stand Morgan. up, step yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah in, no, no shrinking violets in that team. And in that moment, the fucking World Cup was won. Yeah. Butler, again, fitting that the, the, the most gentle but conniving lover of the pack. Yes. Big hand, over the stumps, whips off the bales, gets his cock out, brings home the cup. Yeah, cock out. Sayada Wita, in tears. Yeah. Crying. Yeah. But he does cry a lot anyway, because he's <laughs> yeah. been through well, a lot. Well, we don't know why he's crying. Yeah. That could be just his yeah. melancholy Yeah, and it's only just occurring to me that I think he's Moroccan, <laughs> and we've had him setting up pubs in Pakistan. <laughs> That's the racism that sometimes comes through in this and, podcast. Yeah, careful, because Mick, you know, you never know where Big Mick is. No, well, you've got to look for the broadsheet first, don't you, you? Yeah, I mean, the clues are there, but he is like the Adel Rashid of lovers when it <laughs> yes, comes to racism. You, very much so. He might be popping up in the back of our sofa now with yeah. a Stanley knife. You just don't know. No, you don't know. And, and then the celebrations begin, you see. And I'd like to show you this tweet. Come on, this then. tweet went round. Mm. So here are the England players... Celebrate the champagne comes out. Uh-huh. Watch the two Muslim boys on the end, Moeen Ali and Adil Rashid, when yeah. the champagne comes out. Run <laughs> off! <laughs> <laughs> they run off. Yeah, they're sca- Yeah, they're gone. Watch them. Here we go. Whoa! Oh, oh, here we go, boys. Out of here. Nothing to do with out us. Out of here. Yeah. Out of here. Yeah. The, the reaction to yeah. the champagne celebrations. It says they're on the tweet. <laughs> Real Muslim brothers, and that's had thirty thousand retweets, and rightly so. Yeah. Because that's a brilliant Did thing. Did you see it? the guy just when uh, England were getting ready to lift the trophy? The sponsor who dilly dallied. Walking across shot. Walking across shot, yeah, as if he didn't know what he was doing. Going, yeah. Well, I don't know which way to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Should I go left oh, or right? Yeah. Or should oh, I stay? Should I say, Owen, would you like me to give a hand? Oh, you want me to fuck off? That's oh, fine yeah. as well. I shall go this. Oh, you've already taken the picture. Oh, oh, did I? Was I on that? Oh, was I well, smiling? Can you send to my wife, please? I'll give you my email. It's almost like, you remember the, the Manchester United geezer who got onto the pitch? David probably. May. Yeah. Hey, mate, it would not surprise me if that was David May. <laughs> in a, in it, a it, full suit. Yeah, full bra- Asian up. man suit. Full Asian man suit, yeah. round up. Yeah. That would not, that would be classic David May, actually. And that would be the, the crowning moment to that day, really. Would yeah. be David May being in amongst it. Yeah, yeah, would have just, so he made me laugh. But yeah, all in all, let's have a round of applause for England's Cricket World Cup triumph. Well done, lads. Well done, boys. God bless you. And Saeed Awita. Well done, lads. This, is, uh, this has been our latest episode, so we hope you've enjoyed it. You might not have made it this far. Yeah, it's nearly the summer holidays. We'll do some summer holiday podcasts. We'll meet up with the kids. And we'll see what our kids have got to say about the holidays. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll definitely have an opinion because one thing for sure is that kids these days have a fucking opinion. And, and by week three or four of the summer holidays, when I go 1978 on their ass, yeah. some old school parenting, yeah. I'll be putting fags out on them, yeah. all that sort, because they did that. Yeah. Let's uh, see if they've still got an opinion.
That's the problem with kids. They just want to be kids. They don't want to be ashtrays. No. <laughs> That's what we've learned. So there we are. <laughs> wow. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Good. Bye. Tarana. 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 Tarana.